Hey everyone, how's it going? This is TJ, Tarai, Jack, and this is Welcome to Friday is the new Monday. And today we've got a, a cool mate of mine. He's called Chad, Chad Ackerman. Um, and Chad and I, we, 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 we met a couple of months ago, possibly last year, isn't it, Chad? Yeah, 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 possibly last year, yes, last year, I think September maybe, August, September, or July. No, 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 it was in winter because you were overdressed when I met you. Um, <laughs> okay, then it's June July, then it's June July, I remember, I remember, yes, yes, yes. It was peak of winter for us, um, and uh, yeah, so, and Chad, uh, just like me, uh, he's an active property investor, and um um, it, it's good to have like-minded people coming through and have discussions like these ones because um, Chad has been at it and the other day, uh, so Chad is a mate of mine on my Facebook wall and um, he, 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 he was celebrating his first, his first number one rental unit and uh, so I joined him to celebrate and said, good, great, let's do it. Um, welcome to the team, man. So um, with that in mind, we're also going into um, December. A lot of people are getting bonuses and they're just going to blow it away. And I thought it could be good for us to have Chad onto the call so that he can just give us some snippets of his journey and how he's been doing so that at least if someone ends up banking 100,000 Rand bonus, at least they'll know what to do with it. <laughs> And talking about that 100 rand bonus, I'm always telling people what yeah. they should do because um, they're always running to, you know, the stuff they like. Yeah. Um, great for us, we like property. So whenever I see people with money, I always ask them, what are you going to do with that? I know it's crying sometimes, but, um, and then I tell them, you can make more money, right? You know, so this, this is a great time to actually find people with money. Yeah, good. So welcome, Chad, officially. And um, yeah, so tell us, who's Chad? Um, I know your Ackerman is, uh, Chad, uh, I mean, your surname is Ackerman. Uh, are you by any chance related to the great Ackerman? I wish, I wish. <laughs> if, 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 I, if I was related, I yeah. wouldn't be on my own property too. <laughs> I'd be way, 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 way ahead. But I am Chad. Um, my middle name is Antonio Ackerman. Um, yeah. I'm only 26 years old. I graduated um, from UJ, Honors Economics. Yeah. What, uh, what did you study? Um, economics. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but then I graduated, you know, property. So... And that, that's, ever since that, that's been my main thing. Um, I used to stay in South of Johannesburg, moved to the North. That was my yeah. last mistake before getting into property. Okay, okay. Let, let's unpack, why, why was that a, mist a mistake? Um, if I can go back to my thinking at the time. I don't know if you've read Rich Dad for that. Yeah, for sure, huh? Okay, um, my thinking was very poor there at that time when I bought the house. So I was staying in Innerdale and note, it was the year after I graduated and I started a job. Yeah. So I started a job and I was like, you know what, I'm sick and tired of 
commuting about two hours a day. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, no, I'm going to move to Randburg. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there. And I, I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to be working like 27 years. Um, so I might as well be comfortable doing it. Yes. Right after that, four months after that, I went to the first legacy training. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Everything opened up. Everything opened up. I was like, I can't believe we just bought this house because I could have flipped three properties and I could have flipped four by now. So that yeah. was the first. That was, that, that was um, the first opening to property. Okay. What, so what, that, do you, what, do you, what do you mean it was an, it was an, it was an opening? Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're training at a high level. What kind of training was it? <clears throat> the, tra- the first training was very basic. Um, yeah. You know, just the high level stuff. You can get a property for cheap, sell it for high, make yeah. profit, um, invest in holding properties, get money in. So yeah. what I had discovered then is I got into debt. Yeah. But not the positive debt. Okay. You know, with positive debt that's going to make you money. So I realized that I'm living in this place and I could have been further ahead, but it was also a great lesson. Okay, good, good. So, so further to that lesson, what have you done to rectify that lesson? Um, obviously, switched money around. Um, I was initially thinking of selling the place, but I bought it with my mom. And okay, so, the, so this place that we're talking about, um, uh, that's the place that you're staying in? Yeah, I'm right here right now in the room. It's a, okay. now looking at the market, it actually was a bargain. Um, we bought for 990000 This is in Albert Hall, Albert Hall, It's four bedrooms, three bathrooms, lounge, yeah. TV room, garage, the pool. Hey, that, that sounds like MTV stuff, man. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and it was my mom's dream place. So that was also part of my decision making at the time. Okay. So I was like, no, let me give my mom a, a, a good place. So um, she sold her place in in the Delta State that she bought in around 1995. So she bought it for like 100000 and yeah. sold it for 500000 Oh, okay. We took, that... we took the proceeds from there yeah. and we held on to it. And that's yeah. when we went into Legacy for the first time. Yeah. And then we're like, whoa, this is what we can do with the proceeds of the money. Instead yeah. of having to put it back in the house, putting it back in this new house was our new idea. It was our first idea. Sure. And then we heard of legacy and we we're like, no, 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 no. We can get up. Yeah. You see, so that's how um, my small stuff, small stuff. Good. Um, so clearly before, um, uh, you, you're a young guy, 26, and... Um, um, you, you, you're fully employed. You've got a nine to five. Yes, yes, yes. Fully employed, nine to five. Yeah. Um, hate working. Okay. <laughs> hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. Um, and that's what. Apologies. And that's why I'm doing something. Okay. For the time. So you should uh, get out of that. Exactly, trying to get out of the rat race. Um, 
I think I realized this possibly three months into my first job that I cannot be doing this for 27 years, but yeah. I'm going to give it my, my, my best shot while I'm here. And now I'm already plotting when financial freedom will be. Okay, good stuff. Um, so, so, was, so you mentioned that you bought a prop, this particular property that you're staying with your mother. Um, yes. So that, doesn't that even, uh, affect your, um, your, your relationship with your mother in terms of, well, you, you're basically living with your mom, right? So you can't make a decision to sell. And, uh, okay. And by the sense of things, you, you also have seen that maybe this could have not been a great idea to buy this house. So on, on the two fronts, it's from the, from using my property investment mind. Yeah. No, it wasn't a good idea. It wasn't a good idea at the time. Um, but emotionally. If, you, if you're going to go and do an emotional purchase like everyone else would, it was yeah. a great idea. It was a great idea. Do not regret it at all. But yeah. if the money was free, I would have been further ahead to achieving financial freedom. But I guess sometimes it's the things we regret that push yeah. us to do even to, to push even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, you still need somewhere to stay, right? Um, I mean, you can't be an investor and in, in stay in a tree somewhere. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> I still need someone to stay. <laughs> so, so there's a positive to it. You, you still have a luxurious house, I mean, from the ordinary That country. is true. And what's, what, what came with it, Yeah. remember when I bought the place, I was telling you I was commuting about two hours a day. That's coming and going. So that's possibly four hours taken away from me each day. That's yeah. Monday to Friday. Yeah. So that's about 20 hours I couldn't do for myself. Now it takes me 15 minutes to get to work. Really? Yes. You see, so now I can use that time more constructively. And I'm, uh, that I'm very happy for. In what way? What, how, how are you using that time constructively? Um, um, yeah. A apart from um, property investment, I'm also looking to look at um, actual businesses. Okay. And other than that, I am a musician as well. Okay. I love making my own music. So it gives me that time because when you come from working in nine to five, yeah. and you still have to travel two hours home, yeah. and you're done, you're finished. I mean, you just want to see, you just want to rest. You actually get nothing done. Because um, at that time, I, if I was starting in the morning, I'd have to wake up at around office four. Yeah. To dodge all the traffic to start work at eight o'clock. Sure. Okay. You see, so that's a lot of time. And then the same thing in the afternoon. I wouldn't rush out at four because it's peak traffic time. So I'd wait another two hours or six and then go home. Yeah, I hear you. That's a lot of time this that you're losing. Unproductive time. Exactly. 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 And by the time I get home and try to do something, I'm not doing it to the best of my ability. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, so there were a lot of factors that went into the decision. Chad, you're, you're a young man, but those are words of wisdom, man. I, I think we all, everyone has lots of, everyone has 24 hours, right? But yeah. our lives are changed for the fact that we are, 
we are utilizing the 12, 16 hours differently. You know, exactly. so exactly. telling me here, four hours you're in traffic every day. Yeah, that's unproductive. Yeah. It's, it's completely unproductive. Yeah. And I think since learning about, as I say, financial freedom, yeah. I've learned that what's the commodity that's more important to me than money is time. My man. Yeah. yeah. You, can't, you can't even get that back. You can never get that back. So yeah. I hate, for example, I hate my time being wasted and I hate wasting someone else's time because I hate my time being wasted. Yeah, yeah, respect. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So uh, before, before you went into your formal training, uh, I mean, how, uh, how did you start to wanting to get into property? I mean, there got to be something that kind of like yes, yes, to jump really into was, training. Really um, I remember when I was varsity, at, at varsity, I had a friend who stayed on campus. Yeah. Uh, not on campus, off campus, but around the varsity. Um, I asked her how much, it was a four bedroom place. Actually, it was a five bedroom place. Two students per room, each were paying, I think, 2,500 at the time. Okay. And I was like, wait, wait. And I was like, wait, let me go into property 24 quickly. Saw the price of the houses in the area. And I was like, well, if the, what do you call this? If the house can rent out for about 5,000 rand or the bond could be about 5,000 rand. Yeah. And this person's renting out each room for 2,500. They're bagging in 5,000 rand. This is simple math, obviously. But sure. you do that across a number of houses, you start making money. That's all I do. I just thought you make money. That is it. I didn't know more. That was just basic. Um, basic math, yeah. um, addition and subtraction. What um, yeah. I knew about that, I stuck to that and I was like, oh, and I was always like, when I work, I'll get into, I'll do the student transport. I will, I'll do that. That's easy money to make it. No, I was thinking easy money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that was the initial talk, but then it was well, over two years that I didn't pursue that. I yeah. think I was still in varsity and sometimes only a nine to five can make you look for other ways. Like, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so, so further on to that, um, uh, well, I, I know that you've got this property, that's how we met, that's how our last conversation ended up, right? Um, and I'm just trying to figure out, uh, so you had, you had this thinking, this was when you were still in varsity and you started working, and then at a particular time you went for training. Um, when you finished your training, did you just you know, get out and you were able to find a property? Um, not immediately, not immediately. I think the one, sorry, the one thing that holds you back for a while is fear. You know, fear of failing. So. Um, what I usually do is when I get something new, if someone presents an opportunity to me and says, look, this is how you can make money. I obviously will do all the digging. I, I cover myself in every area. Uh, so when I heard about, in the first training I went, it was mostly about flipping. Yeah. So. Um, well, what's, what's, what's flipping? <clears throat> what's flipping for a guy who doesn't know who's listening in? Um, for a guy who doesn't know flipping is... 
buying an undervalued property most of the time flipping is when the property is completely damaged you're buying it for cheap let's say it's something that would go for normally for five hundred thousand you're going for two hundred thousand you buy it for two hundred thousand you refurbish it for a hundred thousand and you sell it for more so flipping okay. buy cheap sell for more so in your mathematics, um, if you are if you're in five hundred, if the retail price is five hundred and you bought it for, we say two hundred, you plug in another hundred, and maybe you still have other closing costs for another fifty. So you now round about at three hundred and fifty. If you subtract that from your five hundred, so you're going to be banking the difference, hundred and fifty thousand. So that's money in your pocket. That's that's flipping short. That is flipping. Okay, cool. So, so with that now, um, uh, so you went to this training and uh, they taught you around about flipping. How long did it take you until you got to a property that you were comfortable with? It took me some time because of the method I was using. Yeah. Uh, as well as gaining the research, um, I'm doing my due diligence all the time because I needed to know how am I going to approach um, this property. At the time, I wasn't sure which method I was going to do. It was going to be flipping or a rental. I, I, I had no idea because at one point, it seems great to flip. And then you see the pros and the cons. And you see the cons and you're like, okay, I'm not so comfortable with the cons. And you go to holding a property and you see the pros and you see the cons. So for a long time, I had to get my mind right about which one I was going to go with. Okay. The, um, I, think, I think one needs a certain mentality when you, go, when you approach one of the two methods. I ended up going with holding simply because of wanting to achieve financial freedom. I felt, I felt that was more in line with the goal, and I know that Achieving financial freedom is a very slow process. Rewarding and very slow process. So, so speaking of that, right? Um, so I'm a great advocate of, of cash flow. You know, um, yes, yes, yes. money that you're getting from the properties whilst you're chilling, you know, and, and these properties, uh, they're autopilot. Um, but but be, be, is, they may be... Um, there's no property that is in, in autopilot. You know, by properties that are now, yeah, no. you know, nope. there's work that needs to be done. Nope. But nope. Um, I, I, I find, I struggle with people that, that, that chase a lot of flips. And yes. my view is that flips is just like having stock in a market. You know, right. you're buying yeah. it wholesale and you're just going to be selling. So, if, if anything is going to happen to you today, you're not going to be, if we're chasing the financial freedom, you're not going to be 5% of financial freedom. But exactly. a, a guy like you now, um, if anything is to happen to you now, you're on, because of your one property that you now have, that you've just started, recently started off on, you're now 2% of your financial freedom. You know, I don't know what your figure is. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes, so, right. In this financial freedom, uh, I mean, the money that you're getting now, up until to the time that you're going to sell the property, is infinite profit. Exactly, infinite, infinite. Right. And, that, and that's what I'm in love with. 
and and for me that that's my space as well right and i'm i'm very happy to be in that space because i i can then if we're talking about the nine to five it now gives you an option do you stay do you not um or do you take unpaid leave um <laughs> november and december <laughs> Because you can afford to do it, right? You can, you can. You're not dependent on that money, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so that uh, I'm, I am passionately happy around uh, around that view because I, I think a lot of us we don't realize that that's the option, that's the power it gives us. Versus, uh, versus going into flip. I'm not saying flipping is bad, but, but I'm just saying that you know. I think. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I think the great thing about flipping, I always think about the tools that we have. We have the flipping and the holding method. I think yeah. the flipping method would be great. Remember, I told you, my mother and I. Um, let, let's say, let's say we did not buy this house in Randburg, and we, I, I would have, let's say, I known about property when I was still in Ennerville. My mind was thinking that in order to raise funds. I think the flip would be a good idea. So let's say I don't have, if I don't have the funds, let's say I have no cash flow, but I have a deal. Yeah. I can find somebody with money to help me, and I could take a share in the proceeds that you make. That would allow me to gain the capital to then yeah. buy a holding property. Uh. That, that, that's, that's how I see flipping. Okay. Cool. I mean, that's a different way of skinning it, right? And uh, I mean, there, there's many doors to get to, um, to to the financial freedom of heaven. Um, yeah. So anyways, um, so you, you've you now bought this property, right? With your mom, um, where you guys are staying in the MTV Creep house. Um, now, you also now bought another property in my backyard. Um, and... Um, which my is totally unacceptable, family. you know, just coming through my <laughs> without announcing yourself. <laughs> you left the gate open. You left the gate open. <laughs> um, now, have you bought that property with your mom as well? Um, yes. Um, it was the first property we thought we, we could use the proceeds of the house we sold in India. So, okay. uh, yeah. So your, so your mom... Moved. Your mom has become your, technically your partner now. Yes, in my, she, she plays more of the Minister of Finance. Ah, I see. Uh, you see, so I find the deals, she provides money, and yeah. um, we benefit from there. Okay, good. So it's a household affair, which is good. Yes, that's exactly what it is, because I told her that... I want this to live past us. Yeah. I don't want my, I don't have any kids yet, but when they yeah. are born, when they are 18 to 20, 25, they should not have to go work somewhere. If sure. they feel that they love baking and they want to open a bakery, they should be able to go do that. If they want to go study sound engineering and know yeah. that the market is flooded with sound engineers, but they love doing that. I want that for my kids. So a lot of this is driving me for my own stuff. Yeah. Also, when I think about my kids, I don't want them to have to have to have a job. 
Like so, if, if they do, if they do, if let's say they, they love being surgeons and they love helping people, they should have to do that. But if there's somebody somewhere crunching numbers because they need to put food on the table, I don't want them to have I don't want them to live in a world like that. Cool. I mean it comes back to that whole conversation that we're having about options, isn't it? So you're planting exactly. this now for your kids, which is, which is great. great. Yeah. So speaking of, of, of the opportunity that you've got and that you've sued now with your mom and your mom being your partner, um, where do you find these opportunities? You know, you speak of, you know, you're, you're always doing researches. Where do you, where do you find them? Um, most of the research, because I have a nine to five, so I don't have the luxury of time to actually go find the deals that we drive around speaking, but I really don't have that luxury. Um, so I just look, my method has been to use the internet, um, property okay. 24, private 24. Um, yeah. I think for investors like me, it's a very patient game because okay. what I do is I'd have a list of properties that are on the market right now. Let's say if you have listed within past week i i save a list and monitor you so when i see okay this is taking some time to sell that's when i know that's when i swoop in because if i see properties listed for five hundred thousand okay let me watch it that's out of my project i don't need that price right now sure i'll watch it and then inquire with the estate agent and be like um i want to put in an offer for Two hundred fifty thousand. What? Yeah. What? And then um, they'll be like, "No." They get other offers in. People don't get bonds. The the owner gets impatient and just wants to deal and probably say for that like three hundred thousand or three fifty. Yeah. And this is probably maybe three, four to six months later. Okay. So sometimes the owners are stubborn, and <laughs> they. The, the property gets taken off the market, but that's okay. I've learned not to love the property until it is mine. Okay, good. Uh, so, so how how many deals, if if I may call it a funnel, because this sounds like a funnel to me. Um, yes, yes. How, how many opportunities do you have in your funnel right now that you are you are stalking, so to say? Right now, um, um, we bold in it again because. At first, I was looking at Windsor, and yeah. now I'm trying to find similar areas. So, it's with the funnel. There's a learning process as well because now I have to learn what's it like in this new area. What's it like there? So, sure. when I bought this property, as I was going to see, learn more about Windsor, I could go and see more complexes, and be like, okay, no, this one is selling for that price because of that. This one is renting out for that price because of that. So. As much as I was seeing the property itself, I was learning about the area. This is part of the due diligence phase. It's also another reason as to why it took so long to buy the property because everything looked great on paper. Okay. But lots of people were saying, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. But everything looked great on paper. And I'm the type of person that you can tell me, do this or don't do that. I need to know why. You cannot just tell me, don't do this or don't do it. So when I was there, I researched. I asked all the various questions. I made notes about what I see and everything. And that's when I knew the area, where to buy, what makes the area bad, what makes the area great. 
Yeah, yeah. So all that due diligence, once I got everything I needed to make that made me feel comfortable to go in and do the deal, I was great. So there were lots of deals that I dropped because something came up and I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, like, so like actually, what, what is it that you would walk away from? I would walk away from, for example, in Windsor, they, if there's subletting in the place, Okay. Lots of subletting. It immediately yeah. drops the value down. Of sure. just the look of just the look of the place. And you could even speak to people there and I mean just speaking to people you get some of info. They tell you about what's happening in the complex of this and that. And that would be like just as I'm about to put in an offer. And sometimes those details actually help because I actually put in really in my world, good offers, and when someone has a property of 400,000, you decide you're going to offer it rand. That's yeah. a good offer for me, but insulting to them. But I tell them, I'm putting you in this offer because you have subletting here. This is happening there. There's no gate there. The gate is always open. People can come in and out as they please. So the closest, my, my, my first form of thinking was, let me look for something that I would stay in, an complex I would stay at. And at first, I, I ruled that out first because I was like, no, nah, that, that, that means I want to stay in a, a um, what do you call this, in a penthouse. So I had to lower my, had to lower my standards and make it as humble as possible. And that's where I had all my criteria set out for that specific area as to this is, these are the, what, what do I say, the criteria that would make me buy a place. Sure. And once... And once a complex, the street, um, how the street was, how yeah. the complex was, that's what made me say, okay, let me go look in there. I'm going to be more serious about this and let me put it in office here. So the one I had, um, I saw it in the beginning. This is when I was learning about the area. I saw it in the beginning and came back to it about four months later. Four months? Four months later because yeah. um, with this property, what is it? The owner was financially distressed. Yeah. She had lost the job, I think, and needed to get rid of the place. Um, so, so then they had, it was a two bedroom place. They had it on the market for about 400,000. Okay. So it, I liked it. And I was like, okay, um, I'll give you 250. And then like, agent explained to me, cannot go lower than 300,000 because that's what she owns the bank. I was like, okay, that's the ceiling there. That would be, and surprisingly, the numbers worked out for me. Yeah. But I wasn't convinced in the first one, this during my due diligence phase, I wasn't convinced about the property because I did not know it. So it took me another four months to actually, this is me knowing the, prop, the, the, the area yeah. as well as property investment myself. Sure. So I wasn't ready to jump into it at that time because I had not answered a few questions that I needed answered before. By the time the four months came, I was more than prepared. So what were you doing in the four months period? In the four months, I was looking at other areas. Okay. I, was, I wasn't sure about the area. Sure. I wasn't. Um, and between those four months, I had my first training and my second training. The second training was more intense. Okay. And that's where I learned more. Apart from that, I was also checking out sources on the internet. 
stone, when you bombard it with all this information, you have to process it. That took sure. some time to process because, like I said, there were lots of questions like, what happens if a tenant doesn't pay by going to a tenant? What, what do I do if I'm trying to flip the place and people are not interested in the amount I'm offering? You see, what do I do then? So it's lots of, what do I do? What do I do? And I had to research, I had to ask questions, I had to find out. So until I got all those answers that made me feel comfortable and put an entire plan together of um, what do I do if this happens, if that happens. So yeah. until I had every answer, I was not going to put money somewhere, especially because this was new for me. So that, 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 that's the part that took most of the time because every time I put in an offer to purchase, my heart would beat. Because I get just get on thinking, I hope my numbers are right. I hope I've done everything right over here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, eventually I got over that um, for this property in particular. Yeah. They got an offer in of 350 And I was like, damn. So they, no, 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 I'm telling the story wrong, actually. The same complex, I was choosing a different one opposite. Okay. Um, yeah, this one was, they had it on for 450 It was duplex. Um, and I really wanted it, but there was so much work to be done. Someone told me it was going to cost something like 50000 I was like, and because we checked everything, I went in, I spent so much time with this property, I actually loved it, we, we loved it. But then um, we cut so many things out um, that were like, okay, this one's not gonna be worth it. Um, I sent an offer in, owner didn't come back or anything, so I don't know where that's went. I said, okay, cool. Because I put in an offer of 300,000. I was still willing to work with it because the numbers did work and because you're a first time investor, you feel pressure, you just want to get it out of the way. You just want to get the first one out of the way. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I didn't go with that. I calmed myself down. I said, we're rushing into this and you do not have all the details. So left that one. Um, then there was another one. This was in, I don't know, uh, you should know, the spa in Windsor. Yeah, who, who doesn't know where spa is, man? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we found an apartment there. Yeah. Uh, and this this is where I learned something else. That was, this, this blew my mind completely changed. It changed so much for me now, um, and it, 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 it had a direct concept, a direct impact on the current property I have. So we went to this property in the same street. It was just it was basically just near to the spa. Now we now know my one criteria for buying means was to avoid the spa. So this is where this deal was already going wrong. So we went in, saw the complex. On complex was secured, looked great. Um, basically. It looked at the time like there was 5% to 0% subletting. Excellent. Um, went in, place was a three-bedroom apartment, looked great. This is how it was made a three-bedroom apartment. Actually a one-bedroom apartment, and they used, um, what do they call it, drywall walling or something like that? They used drywalling, yeah. Yeah, drywalling. Yeah. So they eliminated the lounge. Okay. So the lounge is this little small piece. And now they yeah. have three rooms there. And they're oh, selling nice. it. Yeah, so they were selling it for um, 380000 380, I'm like, three bedroom places. This can rent out for like 7000 8000 I'm going to make money here. Is my thinking at the time. Like, there's a lot of money. Yeah. And as we're there, you're asking the owner, why are you selling? It's like, I'm going to sleep. Yeah, it's my going because it's normally there in that street. 
the entire time. Yeah. I did not listen to that back. I did not listen to it. I was just like, three bedroom, money, lots of money. That's what happened there. And wanted to put an offer in, but then the next week, the state agent told me the owner changed his mind. I am so grateful oh. for that and not changing his mind. I am so grateful because we were ready to purchase that place. We were absolutely ready to purchase it. I tell you now, if that owner didn't decide to change his mind, we would have yeah. bought that place. Yeah. So, owner dropped that place and now everything is dry. No, no other properties were making sense. And I went back to this first one, the one that I have right now. I went back there. Um, I spoke to the state agent. I said, I want this property. He said to me, look, I can give it to you for 300,000 because that's how much the owner owes the bank and she needs to get rid of this property. Sure. When I looked at my numbers again and I said, you know what? Let's do it. Let, let's, let's do it. Put in the offer to purchase, bought the place. And this is where one of my, no, it's a two bedroom place. Yeah. Um, and what's the rental so like in that area? In that area, no, it is great. It's going for six thousand, but you'll understand now why it's going for six thousand rent. Now. Nice. Well done. Oh, thank you, thank you. What happened is, if I could explain, um, the place is a two bedroom. Yeah. Um, it has a really big lounge. Yeah. Obviously, bathroom and the kitchen. So the kitchen was in an awkward place that could be a nice size room. So what we then did, which is my girlfriend's idea, created two car. Yeah. I kept talking. Oh, you got another partner. So you got your own partner and now your girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, I didn't tell you what happened. So we, um, this is where it took so long to get a tenant. So. Earlier this year, I decided I, I had never moved out before. I had never moved out of my mother's house. So I decided to, to move into this apartment while it was in the registration process. Okay. Okay, so I moved in there. So it gave me a lot of time to see what is wrong with this place. So I moved in there. Um, so you went we had to a great test time. the pudding before, before you got it. it. Huh? I said you went in to test the pudding before you got it. Exactly, and I enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> I it. I it. So we we then so we were there. So it was another three months before the property was registered, and then yeah. we stayed in there another three another three or four months, enjoying ourselves. Sure. So that was mistake number one. That was mistake number one for this year. I can imagine um, you enjoyed it. I did. I did. This was my first time being out of my mother's house. I'm even even when I think back about it, I think. I would have done it again. I would have stayed there again. Yeah. Um, so when we were there, it was a two-bedroom place. Remember, a very big lounge. So if I could just position it for you. If I divide the page in half, let's say this side is the lounge and the bathroom up here. Yeah. Over here, this side is room number one, room number two, room number three. And like okay. over here is the balcony. Yeah, okay. So room number three over here is the kitchen. Yeah. This is the main room. And this yeah. is the second room. Sure. So, what my girlfriend decided, because I was talking about drywalling the whole time, drywalling the she was like, no, don't be an idiot. Take the kitchen out of here, move it just behind the bathroom, still yeah. have a big piece of the lounge over here, and now we have three rooms. 
Was your plumbing allowing to do that? Absolutely. Oh, nice. Well done. <clears throat> plumbing allowed. Um, so now we have a place yeah. that was on sale for two bedrooms. We bought it for one bedroom price, and we are renting out as three. My man, <clears throat> high five to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So that's where I, I talked about the drywalling in that other apartment. Yeah. Now it was applicable here to, to change your property. So now going forward, such is in my consideration when I look at a property. So I always think about when I go look at a property, I always think about how can I transform this to be much more than it already is. So you're always wanting to create um, more living space. Correct. Correct. Okay. Cool. And, and I think that's the beauty of uh, investing. If you, if you can create more living space, you can fetch more money. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So well, well done Thank on that one. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So having to look at, um, um, I mean, I mean you, this is your first deal uh, and it's looking like you've aced it. We didn't speak about your renovation. How much did you sink on the uh, renovations thing? The renovations, another learning curve here. Yeah. Um, in total, was about twenty thousand. Looking back, only could have been only. Looking back, I could have actually chopped it down to ten thousand. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I made. Sorry. I said you moved yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, I moved the kitchen. <laughs> I could have chopped it down. I could have chopped it down. But the yeah. kitchen, um, believe it or did, not, the kitchen. Did you really use everything though? Um, no, no, no. Scrap everything. It was very old. It was completely old. It's, I, I, um, when I spoke to the other tenants who, who stay in the complex, they said yeah. nobody lived here for the past year or year and a half. Okay. You yeah. See, so it, the, the wood was really bad. Even when we were staying there, before yeah. we did renovations, we barely used any of the kitchen space. So it was really bad. It looks it looks beautiful now. Cool. Good. Uh, good, Chad. Um, well done on your first property. Um, we're expecting more from you. Uh, no pressure. Uh, but I'm sure you... It, it's a new, man. It's a new. Um, no, 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 no. I think once you get the first one, yeah. you want more. You want more. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about when we moved in um, and yeah. enjoyed another luxurious four, four months staying there. Yeah. Um, now looking back, by the time the property was registered, I should have rent, I should have done renovations in the first week and rented it out, put it on the market for the following week. I think I would have been on my second or third property today, but I had to enjoy it. I enjoyed it, I learned my lesson. It starts with renovation. That is cool. If you had to give any three tips, well, not three is just a number, uh, but any tips that you can give to anyone who's just about to start, because you, you started already, right? So you're on a roll. Um, <clears throat> any tip that you can give to the next person on actually how can they start, you know, trying to get to this vehicle that we know is financial freedom? What, what, would, be your, what would be your tips? Top of mind. From the top of my head, my first tip would be cut down on the unnecessary spending and save. Don't say put it in the bank, say to for goal of investing. Okay, um, good. After that, due diligence. Due diligence. Cover yourself every single angle that you can. 
and that feeds into my third tip, which would be, um, I actually forgot it now. <laughs> it is my third tip. <laughs> Just hold on. It's Canada. It's resilience. Oh, plan for worst case scenario. Always okay. plan for worst case scenario. Anything that you think that can go bad, yeah, plan for it. That's how I look at my deals. And if you are happy with the results of everything going bad, then I believe that's a good deal because all the good will just pour through afterwards. Okay, good, good. All right, so you've done your first deal um, and you keep on referring to, you know, there's some lessons that you have learned. Um, any one or two tips uh, from a lesson learned on, on a mistake that you have you, you have experienced that you think that if you're to give that tip to someone, especially on your project, on this project here that you've done, um, if they avoid that, there would be three steps ahead. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. My man. Or everything, every single thing. Negotiate. Yeah. Save you in the long run um, so much. Just negotiate. Okay, cool. Thanks a lot, Chad, for, for, for coming onto the show. Um, we wish you all the success. Uh, next year, uh, we're expecting, we, it took you, what, four months to get onto this first one, right? So, so no, no, no pressure. Next year, we so much next year. Yeah. So we can do this again next year. I should yeah. have three or four. I should have those ones. Can hold me to this and we'll talk. Good, good. Um, are you open for people to poke you and yes. have conversations with you around what you're doing? Where can people find you? They can, you can find me on Facebook or you guys can email me. Yeah, what's your handle on Facebook? Facebook, um, I'm, I'm not even sure. You can just Google chat at the moment you can see this pretty face. Oh, really? <laughs> No, just defend me or just message me and I will be yeah. back to you. Okay, good. So you're 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 on Facebook. Any any other social medias you own besides Facebook? Um, all the others are just for my music platforms. Okay. So oh, you do music as well? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So, and and that's why in financial freedom, so I can do as much music as I love. Good. Chad, thanks a lot. Um, and to everyone else, this is Chad Ackerman we've been talking to, and um, he's got his first project that he's landed out in uh, Randbeck South, in the, it's called Windsor actually, and uh, he is all smiles, and he is banking, having cash in his pocket after paying uh, his bond, his levies, his rates and taxes, and you still have money in the pocket and that's what we cash flow mm -hmm. and on this channel this is what we advocate for uh in terms of creating your financial freedom so if we take an assumption that chad is banking 1000 rand every month imagine if he has 10 of these it means that he's banking 10 grand think about it um anyways thanks a lot for tuning in uh much love god bless and again to you chad Cheers, man. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank